Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. So we wanted to take a moment as we gathered back today to, to say thanks to uh, all the people who helped make this room happen, but we wanted to start that, um, uh, Michelle and I both, uh, to say uh, thank you to one person in particular. Um, I, I've been here for almost eight years now. Um, I will admit that after uh, the first few years, I never imagined that we would have a space like this here. Uh, I just didn't think it was going to happen or ever be possible. And even the last six months, up until probably one month ago, I was still saying, eh, we'll see. (laughs) Um, But one person made sure that, uh, eh, we'll see, turned into, yeah, you're right, you will. I'm going to make sure that this happens. And that one person, without question, is Tony Hendricks. So y'all give her a big round of applause. Tony, come on up. We can't thank you enough. We love you. And Tony is actually going to talk on a microphone. Okay, so I had a ton of help. And as they say, it takes a village, and it takes an entire congregation to accomplish this. So um, to start with... I'd like to say that we had seven families that very generously gave and and contributed the funds to do this project. We had several contractors. Um, Abby Carpet did the carpet on the walls. Mary's Painting painted all the masonry walls. Kohler Creek Construction, I keep saying built the wall, but we shouldn't say that. (laughs) They built the stage. Um, CJ Electric did all of the electrical work, um, wiring up the internet. We also had progressive cable cabling that all, did all of our Cat6 wiring. Um, and Butch Stutes, who is in the process of building our um, final piece of furniture, which is our sound booth, and it should be here um, mid-December. mid-December. The congregation, about 35 of them, of you, came in and actually did work. Christy King designed our space. Brad Anderson, Neil Pumford, Mark O'Bray, Jay Burton, Nick Goodner, and Steve St. John took down the old stage, which Ken was very happy to see depart. (laughs) (laughs) And then Brad Anderson and Jay Burton took down our lovely drapes. So those are all gone, and that was a great project. (laughs) That alone was satisfying. Um, The sound baffle installation was done by um, Jay Burton, um, Mark O'Bright, and Brad Anderson helped with the corner traps. Our drywalling, taping, and finishing, Dan Dunn headed up that project, taught several of us how to install drywall. Uh, Nick Goodner, Angela Barrington, Brett Morrison, Brad Anderson, Neil Pumford, and Adam Kingry worked on that project. Painting all the new uh, wall trim was done by Jay, um, 
Michael Genest with his dad, Steve. Um, Michael is actually the son of our accountant, Amanda, and he did it for a school volunteer project. Moving the lifts in and out of the building, which is a bit of a chore, was Brad Anderson, Jay Burton, Matt Anderson, and Brooke Crumpler. Cleaning up after all the construction was Rita Seckington, um, Ray Wheeler, and Allison Earhart. Uh, when it comes to music, Ken, of course, oversaw all of that because as I continue to tell people, I know nothing about technology. <laughs> so we had Adam Devenny who helped um, by donating some of the equipment. He has all of it, the expertise and a lot of time he gave to us. Um, setting up, organizing all the cables, doing all of those sorts of things was Casey Weatherford, Corey Adcock, Don Schisler, Ashley Adair, Paul Kiesling, um, Nathan Roberts, Garrett Jones. Setting up and organizing everything for today's service was Ashley Rogers, Brad Anderson, and Allison R. Earhart. All of the staff stepped in by, in part, covering all of the work that I didn't get done while I was in here. Um, they st did everything from um, cleaning out to setting up to painting, <clears throat> excuse me, painting the stage. So they were a huge help. And finally, <clears throat> thanks to Michelle, Pastor Michelle. She helped me solve problems. She talked me off the ledge. She convinced me not to quit <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> and finally, the very most important she, thing she did was she gave up the idea of painting murals on the sound baffles when I said, that's my line in the sand. <laughs> Most important, I want to thank all of you all for allowing me to serve you. I love what I do, and I hope you enjoy this space for many, many years to come. Thank you very much. We are still in this series where we're looking at who the church is, and today, you know, last year I started a tradition and that the second year officially makes it a tradition, right? Um, that uh, around this time of year, we would have the State of the Church Address, and uh, which I would kind of give a summary of what, how the church has done over the course of the year. And I can't think of a better day to do that than today and all that we have to celebrate. Um, so with that in mind, I'm going to read from two passages, one, first one from Galatians and the second one from Ephesians. With an, with an ear toward who the church is. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian. You are all God's children through faith in Christ Jesus. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. Nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, if you belong to Christ, then indeed you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. Christ is our peace. He made both Jews and Gentiles into one group. With his body, he broke down the barrier of hatred that divided us. He canceled the detailed rules of the law so that he could create one new person out of the two groups, making peace. He reconciled them both as one body to God by the cross which ended the hostility to God. 
When he came, he announced the good news of peace to you who were far away from God and to those who were near. We both have access to the Father through Christ by the one Spirit. So now you are no longer strangers and aliens. Rather, you are fellow citizens with God's people, and you belong to God's household. As God's household, you are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. The whole building is joined together in him, and it grows up into a temple that is dedicated to the Lord. Christ is building you into a place where God lives through the Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our eyes that we might see and know the word you have for us this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So, I was thinking about where we've been in the past year. And do you all remember the be- January? Remember January? Um, where we, we started out open, and we even welcomed 11 kids in confirmation. And then we closed. <laughs> we closed first for snow slash ice. Then we closed for two more weeks for COVID. And then we closed again for snow and or ice. We started out the year closed. And in this moment, we celebrate that we are more open than we have been in years. Yes. We did that in in less than a year. If it feels a little bit like whiplash, I understand, right? Um, and it, what is important, you know, in reflecting on that, you know, we've, we've spent so much time in that shared space, and it has been wonderful being in that shared space, being this family of God, and welcoming one another into that space. But there's also something important and welcoming about having unique spaces, spaces that might speak more of the presence of God to some folks. So I'm grateful now that we have options for people again. That um, if they connect through a building, a room like the sanctuary, we have that space. If they connect through this more movable space that feels maybe a little bit less like church, which can be a place of hurt for some people, feels less like that solid building, we've got it. We've got it where they can feel the presence of God moving in this space as well. So we're thinking about who the church is. And there there are a lot of biblical passages that talk about what the church does. We can think of the Great Commission. Go, baptize, teach, and I'll be with you. We can think about Acts. We're going to share everything in common. We're going to reach out in mission um, to one another. We can think about the end of James. We're going to pray for one another and offer healing and all of that. That's what the church does. But these two passages that we read from today talk about who the church is instead. And if we think about that, the church is a household and a temple. But when, when they're writing those words, it's not actually to a big building like this. It's to homes. It's to gatherings in the, in the streets. It's to the people. The people are the household and the temple of God. 
And then we are all God's children. We are family. We are even heirs. That, that line in Galatians that you're no longer under custodian means that you, you are a full heir in the family. You are a full inheritor of the promises of Jesus Christ. We are all God's children and we are all family with one another. All equal heirs at the table. We are the body of Christ. And when one of us hurts, we all hurt. When one of us is missing, we feel that absence. And we are all one. We are not divided. And particularly, we are not divided by those things that the world would love to divide us by. In Paul's day, it was Jew and Gentile, slave or free, male, female. All of those divisions dissolve as the body of Christ, as the family, as the household. We are all one. I have to say that I, I share those words with some heaviness today. Uh, some of you may have watched me scrambling to get my sermon written down. It's because I spent all day yesterday in Hot Springs um, dividing the church. We had 38 churches that asked to leave our denomination from this conference. And we sent 35 of them on their way. Three are still up for debate. But 35 will leave our communion. And that was hard. Those were my friends. That was my family. I wanted to send them with love, but I didn't really want to send them. And let's be honest, no matter what we say we're dividing over, we are really dividing over who is truly welcome in our space. That's what we're really dividing over. And so in the midst of a lot of pain, I was so grateful to get to come back here where our banners fly on the side of our building that say all are welcome. We won't divide over people. We will include God's people and all people are God's people. So, in thinking about how we as a church lived into that welcome, how we as a church provided that space, how we as a church are those people. Here was what I jotted down in the midst of that meeting yesterday. And this is where I found my hope. Between last year's charge conference and this year's charge conference, we have welcomed 43 new people into this church. Since Charge Conference, which was just, well, our paperwork was turned in, in mid-October, we have added 15 more people to that. Our children and our youth programs are back and thriving and growing. Our kids now average 35 every week in Sunday school, 10 adults helping in addition to that. Um, they had more than 130 kids at Vacation Bible School this summer. Our youth have 30 youth involved. Some of them come on Sundays. Some of them come on Wednesdays. Some of them come just here and there. But they've got 30. Y'all, we were almost down to none in the pandemic. And we've got 30 now. Regularly engaged. And they come into places like SALT, sharing actual life together. And, and that, that to me speaks to 
the philosophies and the way that Kristen and Allison and Lexi all live out our family ministries. They drive from spaces of love. When you talk to Allison about what her goal is for, for her children, she said, I want them to know they are loved. I want them to know they are seen. I want them each accounted for and each to have a space where they can experience God and where they can express their gifts for God. They're paying attention. And then Kristen, that sharing actual life together, she expects her youth to come in as messy as it is to be a teenager, right? And bring that mess in and find yourself loved and find yourself accepted. And there's no expectation of what you look like or how you behave or you, well, there's some behavior things. So let's, <laughs> let's be honest. But, but there's, <laughs> but, but what you look like or, or who you are, how you identify, that's all, you get to bring all of that into that space, right? And then they've done tremendous outreach. The, the youth went down and built uh, a wheelchair ramp through Ozark Mission Project to let somebody able to leave their house as a result of that. And then think about the Easter egg hunt. And if y'all were here for a trunk or treat, I mean, the line went around the church just to get out to the green space, and all were welcome there as well. We, you know, yesterday I handed off 121 school kits for kids that our youth packed, you all gave donations to, so that they could be sent on to the United Methodist Committee on Relief, UMCOR, and distributed to people all over the world, including in the United States, to help out. The youth just got back from refuge. We did confirmation on the road. There's so much relationship building there faith building there, and love expressed in those spaces. We think about our music. Um, we've had a world music concert. We've had Max, Matt's concert. And both of those were to raise money for the Benton High School Scholarship Fund. I want to tell you all today, we currently have $4,680 in that account. Yeah, that's fantastic, right? Every week we get a variety of music styles and different cultures are lifted up and that's welcoming space. You know, that we have pop music, Christian pop music, classical music, hymns, spirituals, all of those things you can find. That's a, that's a place of welcome. And then we continue to support beer and hymns, um, which is another one of those welcome spaces and reaches so many of those that have been hurt, as well as so many of those that want to support other ministries in our community. And that makes me think about all of the mission that we've done. We have uh, started the Counselor's Closet at R.E. Baker. We're doing leadership development at Kate Gateway, as well as acting as their PTA, because they don't have one. That's our alternative learning high school um, for Bentonville. We have put televisions in the jails, so that they can have Bible study and learn. Um, we have reached out to animal lovers by having turtles that first Friday. Um, <laughs> we, of course, have our pantry that reaches so many every week. Um, we, have, we have sat out on the corner and handed bags out to people on their way to the farmer's market. We have been present in our community and showed love. And then within this community, we have our congregational care team that has started this year, and they Make sure that our homebound get communion and get visited. Um, they are there when people are sick with meals. They are there in times of loss with funerals. And remember that it was this year 
that we got a call from someone who had been turned away by churches who needed to have a funeral and they'd been turned away because it was their vacation Bible school week and they didn't want to disturb their decorations. Well, guess what? It was our vacation Bible school week too and we just moved when we set up our decorations so that a family that had experienced tremendous loss had community and our congregational care team provided a huge meal for them as well. We reach out to people through technology. We now have two live streaming spaces, so we can do that. And then uh, Brooke worked so hard on getting our website updated, and now it's got more accurate information out there, and it's easier to navigate, and that helps people know what's going on and reach us. We've started new small groups, including grief groups, life groups, a women's, women's Bible study, new Sunday school classes, classes around social justice, and classes, even one that's they meet and they go for a, a hike and have a devotional. And then if you think about what our building does, that our building is, is not just a building, but a tool for ministry that, again, has the pantry, the daycare, the preschool, and recovery ministries, but also has housed English as a second language classes for refugees, fleeing violent places. We let a kid who was raising money to, to help pay for his school's playground make moon pies in that kitchen. And he sold moon pies. We have lactation support groups. The DAR meets here. Boys, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts meet here. The Master Gardeners have done a plant sale here. We let, we, well, they showed up and then we didn't throw them out. The, Walmart tested their drones on our, on our green space. <laughs> right? <laughs> we did a car wash for veterans. We have 4F exercise group that meets on Saturday mornings and exercises in our parking lot and does devotionals. The, the Bentonville Runners group meets here. And then we've provided parking for all of downtown, including for the Choose Love event recently. And then this space, which is just beginning to be even more than it has been. And we are so, so grateful for all of the pieces, as Tony mentioned, that were part of this coming together. And Tony, I didn't get to say this, but really, I would echo what everybody says. Well, I went to her and said, why don't you be our contractor? It's kind of a crazy thing to do. But I was like, it would save us a lot of money on the, on the renovation. Yeah. <laughs> and she willingly did it, and I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful for all the staff and the ways that they threw in and did whatever was needed. And I'm grateful for all of you that showed up and contributed in so many ways. So that brings us to how does this all happen? It does happen because you are here. It happens because you volunteer, whether you serve on the Family Ministries Council, whether you're chaperones for the youth, whether you come up here and put drywall together, um, whether you bring turtles on, on uh, First Friday. However you give, it matters. It matters. And then when you give into our offering baskets, that matters too. I want to give you an update on our finances because this is State of the Church address. And I've always promised that we will be transparent about our finances here. So here's where we are. First of all, our debt reduction campaign turned into a debt elimination campaign, and we can still celebrate that. We have commitments for all $192,000 worth of the debt. It should be wiped out by next spring. Praise the Lord for that. Um, currently, yeah. 
Currently, we're at about a third of the year. Our revenue is $368,000. We budgeted $378,000, so we fell a little bit short on that. Our pledge giving is up $27,000. Our unpledged giving is down $37,000, and that's the gap. That's where there's a, the gap going in there. Um, our expenses are um, sitting at $381,000. That's $17,000 lower than budgeted. Your staff and your people continue to, to watch what we're spending and keep everything in line. We do have some significant savings in staff because we were going to hire a maintenance man. And uh, instead, we had a guy volunteer to be our maintenance man. His name's Kevin Brown. Praise the Lord. He comes in three days a week and does all kinds of stuff um, for us. And he just volunteers his time for that. So we're, th we're grateful for that. There was a little bit of an uptick on trustees budget because we had two air conditioning units that had to be replaced. Um, and then one that needed some significant work to it. But I will say uh, that the pantry got a grant and paid for one of those air conditioning units. The endowment for this church released some funds to pay for the uh, parts of the other one. So it didn't hit the budget as hard as it could have. And we're, we're grateful for that as well. Overall, if giving continues as is and as projected, we'll, fall, uh, we'll have a forty-five dollars to $55,000 loss. We budgeted a $42,000 loss, so that's not terribly off. However, all that can change. How does it change? You, you give, right? Um, and as we grow, hopefully that, that will um, change as well. But we're going to stay realistic with the budget. We're going to stay realistic, and if we see that growth, great. But we're going to try, we will, we will work diligently about living within our means in this space. So who will we be? Well, we will continue to be the people of welcome. In this coming year, we are going to lean into some things. We will do a be just, be kind, be humble effort that will start in this, um, on the other side of Easter. We're going to have listening events where we have people share opposing views about different things, not with the intention of changing minds, but with the intention of hearing one another. We've forgotten how to do that. Just with listening. We are, as we're bringing about the hospitality space today, and we, are, we need a hospitality team in place now, y'all. It's been easy to welcome in one space. We've been able to do it with a relatively small number of people, but as we have now expanded to the whole building on Sunday morning, we need more people. We say this is a value that all are welcome, but if there's nobody at the door to greet you, if there's nobody there to, to shake your hand over a cup of coffee, is it really a value? If we don't put our feet under what we say, we don't put our hands out in love and extension. It's not a real value. So if you, are, if you want to be part of this effort in any way, in any way, we will, we will work with you about where you're gifted in this space. There's a sign-up sheet outside, and on December 4th, after church, we're going to have a meeting of that group of folks and the training, and we'll get that figured out. And then remember that continuing to give continues to act allow us to do the ministries that we have. Yesterday, while I was in that meeting, Katie Bloodworth and Mike Lewis were our um, delegate, or our members. They call them members to annual conference, lay members to annual conference. I was sitting next to Katie. I'm working on this sermon. 
in the midst of churches choosing to leave. And I turned to her and I said, why do, why, what, why do you come to our church? What do you love about our church? And this is what she said. My children feel safe and comfortable to be at our church. We have made our very best friends at our church. And we stand as a unique pillar in downtown Bentonville as a church where all are welcome. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Jew, Greek, doesn't matter. Slave, free, doesn't matter. Male, female, doesn't matter. Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. Straight, gay, doesn't matter. Rich, poor, doesn't matter. Born in Bentonville, not born in Bentonville, doesn't matter. None of it matters. What matters is that you are a child of God and so am I. And we are family because of that. And we are all heirs to this inheritance. And we are all welcome in this home. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at fumcbentonville.org or on Venmo at fumcbentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.